Welcome to this edition of the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm today's host, Coleman Hodges, and joining us, we have newly crowned world champion, five-time world championships medalist. He's an NCAA champion as a member of the Cal Bears from 2023 and 2022. Today, we're sitting down with NCAA All-American Jack Alexi. Jack, how's it going, man? It's going good. Glad to be here, Coleman. Thanks. to have you joining us uh, you just got back to berkeley today um did you get to spend some time at home in new jersey after the conclusion of world champs before getting back to bear town for the for this upcoming college season yeah so after japan i went to sweden with a couple of friends um for just like five or six days and then went to new jersey for just over a week and then got back to berkeley yesterday so I've never been to Scandinavia, but I've I've heard great things. It's it's at the top of my travel list. How how was Sweden and and did you do anything exciting or or eventful while you were there? Uh, I was really relaxing. Very nice balance between um, nature and like city life. So really like it there. People and the people were nice. Food was really good. So I definitely definitely suggest you visit there. Were were the days super long, or was it was it odd, you know, having not having too much nighttime or dark hours? Yeah, I would say it would stay light out till like ten thirty at night, and then it'd get uh, dark. But it was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. That is cool. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll have to make it around there at some point. But uh, you know, you've had you've had a a great season uh, in the pool. Um, so I was, I'm really curious to hear your perspective on a lot of it. Um, let's start with trials. Uh, you know, you have the hundred free on day one, you're coming off of an NCAA season where you saw best times. Um, and, and we've gotten to talk to you, um, in bits and pieces kind of throughout this whole season, but just heading into trials, knowing that the hundred free is on day one, um, how are you feeling and, and where was your confidence coming off of the NCAA season you had? Yeah, so after NCAAs, um, took a little bit of time off, but then got right back into it and had a really good training block from um, April to beginning of June. And then we went up to uh, the Olympic Training Center um, right before um, trials. So we tapered up at alt- altitude, um, very nice, very good taper, very just working on the details every day. Um, and feeling very confident going into um, day one of nationals. And I just wanted to, my main goal was just to make um, the world meet, regardless if it's sixth place or first place in the 100 free. So um, definitely met my expectations in that 100 free. And feel like I, that was like my first, like kind of like breakout swim for me. So, Yeah. Absolutely. So that's, that's pretty interesting. You, you guys tapered at up at altitude. Um, what can you tell me about that experience? Had, had you done that before for, um, a championship meet and just kind of what was that like? Um, you know, not, we hear so much about going up to altitude or at, at the OTC, uh, to get a good training block in, but not necessarily, 
you know, to, to taper and, and refine. Yeah, I definitely think it helped me, but it's hard to tell if it really made a difference or not, because I just don't know. Like that was the first time I've, I've done it, but I definitely think that it did help the Cal group overall. Um, and it is something that I'd like to do in the future again. So, yeah. Was, were you guys doing anything um, pointedly different than maybe, you know, when you were tapering for, for a big 12, sorry, a PAC 12 or, or an NCAA meet, um, especially having the resources you did at the OTC? Um, not really such in the training, like the taper is kind of the same. Like it would have been, it was kind of the same for NCs, you know, but there are definitely a lot of resources there. Like the, um, like the diet, like the food is very good. Like, so you've like food made for you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, like the sports med facilities, like the sauna, um, ice bath, contrast bath, um, massage therapists for you there. Um, so definitely being there, I think helps our group lock it in more, but also just have us to worry about, worry about less things in our life, like food and nutrition and stuff. So. Yeah. How, how big was the group that ended up going there for that stint of time before trials? Roughly 10 people. Yeah. Maybe a little more like 11 or 12, but yeah. Gotcha. Nice. So that, so that's, that's a really interesting tidbit of information. And and so then, like you said, you kind of had your first big breakout swim on a long course stage, uh, in that hundred free, you know, that was a, it was a really tight final. Um, it was a fast Mm -hmm. prelims, but you kind of had Ryan held as that top seed and he was a few tenths ahead of everyone else. And then in the final, I think there was five or six guys who were within two tenths of each other. You know, it was really tight. Um, top, you know, first through seventh was three tenths. Um, Mm -hmm. and so can you tell me about your race plan? And I mean, I think a hundred free final, you know, whether it's a national or international stage, it's always, uh, there's always a lot of pressure, <laughs> at least from my perspective, I've never been in one, but, um, can yeah. you tell me just kind of your mindset heading into that race and how you feel like you were able to execute your race plan? Yeah. So the big thing for me this past couple of months working on that hundred free is having a good race strategy. And that strategy is, um, having that for like easy speed on that first 35 meters to 50 meters and then basically just going wet in the legs and then using most of your arms for that first half of the race um trying to conserve as much, as much energy as you can but also trying to get a good first 50 split and then on the on the 50 wall uh that's when the re- like real race kind of starts and like it's just bring it home whenever you have, and then put your head down the last 10 meters roughly. So um, I knew my plan was going to be going into it because I've practiced it before and I've, I've done it before. So I wasn't really worried about that, but it definitely is nerve wracking before a big race like that, especially with like the team selection um, as a factor. But I think one thing that's been really important for me is at those times you have to really channel all the nerves energy of the environment and you have to channel all that into adrenaline but also just execution um like not overhype yourself but just you know live be in the moment and dial in in that moment and just like try to execute into your best so i think that just having that mindset and that process for every race helped a lot yeah 
did after the fact, you know, you were out in 22 six, which you were first at the wall um, mm-hmm. by just over a 10th. Did, um, did that surprise you at all looking back on your race and at your splits? Um, I'm typically out like in the top of the field for the first 50. So I knew I'd be out there. Um, it's just, as I said, it's just all about like, at, the, uh, at that 50 mark, that's when the real race kind of starts. Cause like so many people swim it so many different ways, but like it's very important that last, that last 50, obviously is very important. So. Yeah. Uh, and so then, you know, I, you were first national title, let alone first world's team. Um, can you take me through your kind of initial reactions? And also I think you had a few days off after that. Did you swim anything before the 50 and kind of how you, came down after that hundred free reaction. Yeah. So I remember during the race, I couldn't really see where I was the last like 25 meters. So I was kind of surprised that I, that I won. And I was surprised that it was very, I was, I was like really shocked that it was very close. Cause I didn't see, I couldn't see like where anyone was really. So it was really, really cool to see so many times like in within two tenths. Um, but I was just really like just really proud of myself and happy after that race. And I definitely enjoyed a little bit of pride that night. Um, just like being with my coaches, seeing my parents, um, see my friends and my teammates. It was all kind of just uh, rewarding seeing all the hard work pay off. But um, I did have, I'd have to like tell myself like the meet's not over yet. Like I need to set myself up to do perform my best in the 50. Um, but I did swim the 50 back. I think it was Thursday, I believe, but I just got, I got like 11th place and I, I scratched finals. I just wanted to get another swim in before the 50, but, um, I thought it was very important to stay on, stay on task during that, during that meet and set myself up best for the 50 at the end, at the end of the meet. So, yeah. How, how do you do that? How, how did you set yourself up the best way you could, um, Cause that's just, again, you did have the 50 back prelim, but you know, three days of kind of managing, uh, emotions and expectations, I guess it, it gives you some time to come down from that high of, of winning the hundred free, but also it seems like to me a, a longer time to, for you to get off track. Yeah. I mean, definitely did take some time to like, just process like what happened basically. And, and just kind of like get myself out of that like state of like pure happiness, you know what I'm talking about? So like yeah. it, it definitely did take an adjustment period, but um, like the next, next morning and next night I was like ready, like dialed back in and very important to just, even though like your, my main goal was accomplished, I still had other goals I wanted to achieve in the next coming days. So I needed to stay on task with my diet, sleep, um, like process at the pool, like when you're going to warm down, warm, like if you're going to get in for this session, not get in for this session or stay back at the hotel and rest. So very, just little things like that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, you, you kind of already met at least one of your goals of making the team. Uh, what do you feel like was left for you on the table in the 50 free? Yeah, I knew that um, before the race that, Ryan was going to be like a strong contender, obviously. Um, and I, I thought to myself, like second place is kind of like out in the open, like you never 
53, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and I had a pretty good time in the prelims and I just wanted to try to get my hand on the wall before some other people. And that worked in my favor. And I was really like, after that, I was like, like really just really shocked because like my 50s, not my strongest race. Um, and I was able to like make the world team in that too. So it was very surprising to me, but also very happy with it too. So, Yeah. How would you say, uh, your training is balanced versus, you know, do you feel like it's more focused for the hundred more focused for the 50 kind of an even split? Uh, Do you train for the 200 all the time and just not race it? (laughs) Um, I'd say it's more hundred, hundred speed work like in practice, but I just think that like working hundred speed also works like my 50 speed, my 50 stroke. So I think it's kind of twofold, but um, in the past, like leading up to nationals, I was really working on my hundred stroke and my hundred race strategy. And then the 50 was just kind of like extra, like it's just not much, not much. It's a lot less to worry about than a hundred. It's just one lap, you know, rip it. Um, but I definitely think that I need to spend more time focusing on my 50 free details and 50 free stroke in practice. So, yeah. Do you, so they, yeah, that's kind of, kind of a couple interesting things from that. I guess, first of all, um, do you feel like you have a different 50 stroke versus hundred stroke at the moment? And, or is that something that you're going to work on moving into this next season? Yeah, I definitely have a different stroke because like the hunt for the hundred i breathe every two and then the 53 you're just put your head down the whole race and you don't breathe so it's like the 53 is much more like straight arm and like tempo is getting up really fast um but yeah i definitely think there's a lot of lot of room for improvement especially in the 53 for me um yeah and then where where do you feel like that improvement could come from um in terms of in terms of details you want to focus on moving forward yeah so my start definitely needs a lot of work just because i like i watch back like a race or something and i'll pause at the 15 meter mark and i'll see like how far behind i am just in that first 15 meters and i basically have to play catch up the whole whole lap um and if I can, I think I feel like if I can get just a decent start with the field, that'd be a lot easier for me. Or I could just be able to go faster and just go a faster time. So that's definitely something I need to work on. Um, also, I think my finishes sometimes are not the best, but it's always there's always something to improve on in every race. So yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you you come out of trials. Uh, you have two events at worlds, uh, plus your the hundred free, you know, you, I'm guessing you had a, an idea you'd be on at least a couple relays. Um, so how were you feeling just g- coming out of trials, knowing that you'd have a very full world championships? Yeah. Um, kind of, it was a little nerve wracking, like being, so coming out to California for a week before going to training camp, like I was pretty nervous but, um, you know, it's, you kind of have to approach it like any other meet. You can't think of it as, oh, this is my big, my first big international meet. This is my first world championships. Cause that 
like that'll kind of psych you out and get get body get in your head a little bit. So I think just approaching it like any other meat and staying in your process uh, like every day. And I think just the results will have like follow after that, like just not putting too much pressure on yourself and letting the nerves flow and like see what happens. But that was definitely like the ups and downs like mentally from the past, from after nationals to Singapore to Japan, just trying to not suck myself out and just put myself in the position to perform best. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, speaking of putting yourself in that position, um, what was your experience at training camp? Like, you know, you guys went to Singapore, you were there for 10 ish days, I want to yeah, say. About 10 days, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. How do you feel like that went? So, um, I don't really know what coach I'd be working with. Um, cause I know that, um, my coach Dave Durden, he did not, he declined to go to, um, to be a coach at worlds. So, but he was allowed to go to Singapore for the training camp. So that was really helpful to me and my other Cal teammates, just cause just keeping a sense of normalcy for us, but also like having someone there that we can know we can trust and know we can, that we're, that we're just comfortable with. And we've been working with him for the past two years, you know? So it was really great having him there and just really interesting meeting all all the new people, like all the new, like Team USA, uh, my teammates, but also the coaches and the support staff they have there. Like everyone, like they're clearly there for like, the Team USA athletes, like everyone there. Um, and like, it's very, it was just very cool, like seeing how something like that would work. Um, and it was very just interesting seeing Team USA progress through that camp and get ready to gear up for a race day. So very interesting and cool. Did anyone's process or, you know, training style or, or preparation, as you were saying, stand out to you, it, you know, be the coaches, the support staff, the athletes, you know, like you said, it's kind of your first time being around yeah. a lot of these people and kind of seeing their preparation for, for racing at the biggest stage. Um, yeah. Did anyone stand out to you? Um, I wouldn't name anyone specifically out, but there are groups of people. So like, it's interesting to me for me to see, cause I'm a sprint freestyler. And then I, I look over and I see like the sandpiper girls doing like 7,000 yards in like a taper practice. And I'm like, all right, like I can never imagine doing that. And then I see like the ASU group, um, like chase Caleb with Bob, like doing like 4am pace, you know, and I'm over there like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like tapering to my 50 free, hundred free. And I'm just doing some drill work and like, like kicking, you know? Um, but shoot, what, what else was the question? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, you know, uh, what stood out to you, you know, or, or what, uh, yeah. What, what, what stuck in your mind is like, wow, like this is, this is really impressive or, or just surprising on how they prepare. Yeah. So I feel like everyone in the elite swimming like on each team they have like during taper they they suit up a lot during practice and they do a lot of suited efforts so that was very very common theme throughout the uh, training camp like every almost every day there'd be someone suiting up to do a training set or a training effort and it's pretty cool like being in that environment and seeing some of the fastest in the country like do like a suited set like that and um it's kind of cool because like 
I was also doing it. So it was really, really cool being a part of it. So it was really awesome. What, what were your suited efforts like? Um, so I did a hundred free, but instead of a hundred free, but you would basically build the first 50. So, um, just kind of cruising the first 25 and then opening up a little bit and then back end, letting it rip and, um, trying to basically trying to get under 25 seconds for that back half, uh, 50. Um, and then just a bunch of like dive 25s working, uh, my 50, 50 freestyle breakout, but also my hundred freestyle breakout. Um, and then when we got to Japan, we did like another suited effort, like a stinger, like two days before competition started. And that was very similar to, it was like just a uh, 50, 50 free opener and then like a 25 or, uh, yeah, 25 back in speed. So. Nice. Did you get under 25 seconds on the hundred free the back end? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, so you, you get through training camp. Um, your first event is the 400 free relay. Uh, that, that race was, I think kind of surprising in, in a few different ways. Uh, we see Britain get DQ'd in the prelims. They were kind of the heavy favorites coming out of prelims. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they had thrown down, you know, a very quick time. And so then it's kind of wide open. Um, and you guys have, are, are you know, are relatively, uh, young or up and coming, um, squad for that finals relay. What, what was the, the energy like, you know, coming at, coming into that, uh, final session, especially with it just being the first day of the meet. Yeah. So that was definitely the most nerve wracking race for me because just, it was my first race at that, at that like kind of international stage. And it also, um, like a relay swim. So you're not, not just gonna, you can't just swim for yourself. You have to swim for your teammates and your other teams. So it's very, wasn't trying to suck myself out or anything, but you kind of have to like realize that that relay is been like, there's been a standard of excellence in that relay for team USA for, I don't know how many years, but like, that's our, that is team USA's relay. But, um, it's kind of hard to do that when you have like three out of the four, three out of four people in the team were rookies. And I think for that, like even that fact, like I think that's like awesome for us, like that three out of four people on that team as their first international um race. And they're definitely gonna be around next next year, next couple of years, you know. So I think that's very exciting for Team USA. Um, but also just really awesome too like rock out of that ready room with my teammates next to me wearing a team USA gear and team USA cap and just, you know, really feel what it is like that, that honor, like walking on deck before that race. So just truly an honor being on that relay. Yeah. How for, for you personally, um, is, is it different swimming a hundred free individually versus swimming it uh, from a relay, just in terms of your race plan or, or how you're pacing yourself. No, it's the same kind of strategy. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I mean, you guys get, you, you guys are in a bronze and in a very tight, uh, very tight finish. Uh, you get your first world championships hardware. Um, and then the, forgive me if you had a relay before this, but I, I'm, I want to skip to the hundred free, um, individually. Can you take me through 
uh, you know, prelims, semis and finals of, of that, especially with, uh, your, you know, the, can you explain the start in the semifinal and how you still were able to make it through to that final? Yeah. So, um, I didn't really, I didn't really know what I was going to expect from my prelim swim, but I knew I just wanted to, I was in the last heat. I just wanted to make semifinals. Um, and I had a pretty nice time. I dropped like 0.05 or something. I was 47.6. And I was feeling really confident after that race because I wasn't too tired. Um, and I knew there was a lot more in the tank there. So really happy with that spot going into semifinals. And then, I mean, I had the same like same preparation process going into semifinals. Um, and I was feeling really good for the race. And... Like, I just don't, don't know what happened, like, on the start, but I just went in crooked and my hands completely separated during streamline, so I couldn't lost all my momentum in the water. Um, and then I my my body and mind just kind of went into panic mode. I was like, I can't believe I just did that, but, like, got to get, get going now and try to catch up. So I was really surprised. Well, I finished the race, and I was kind of like, damn, like, I blew that like that was my shot. I, I just blew it. Um, and I walked back to like off deck past the cameras and everything. And I stayed to watch the second heat. And I was just like, I, I was at the 50 mark of the semifinal too. I was like, it's not, it's not looking good for me. I was really doubtful. And then I like, I think I barely made it in by 0.02 seconds. So yeah. I was just feeling really like just fortunate to make that file even with that uh slip up for me um and just relieved that like i because i knew i knew i had like a lot more to show a lot more time to drop in that race and i just didn't want it to end like that in that in that semifinal race so i was just happy to get a second shot at that um final and then i did i did a few starts and warm down after that uh did a few starts the next day in my prelims or my in the morning session I had off. So it was pretty nice. Um, but just stayed in my process for like my same preparation process going to finals. Um, I did, I tried not to think about it too much, but like you can't, I couldn't have not think about my start and really hitting that streamline going into the water. Um, so I remember that I was pretty worried about that in the ready room. And like when I was like getting ready to get on the block. Um, but also pretty nerve wracking. It's my first final, you know, but I was pretty, I was pretty excited to see what's going to happen. Cause I was in lane eight. Um, I don't think people expected much from me in that final. So I kind of knew that that was in my advantage. Um, but yeah, like just getting, got on the block for that, for that race. And I really wanted just really just trying to think about my streamline position going in the water and I hit the dive and streamline was okay. And then I was like, all right, I can relax now and just let it happen. So it was awesome. Yeah, that so great insight. You know, thank you again, because, yeah, <clears throat> as the viewers, it was like, oh, no, like it, watching the semifinal, something was obviously went wrong with the start. And then we're like, oh, I think, you know, I think he's going to miss it. But it was kind of incredible how you were able to salvage that semifinal swim. I mean, did you just. You, you mentioned you kind of just went into panic mode. Did you just start, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, just like sprinting and going all out and then 
try to finish the race the best you could? Yeah, basically I do. I don't know. I think I was out 22, nine and came back, uh, 25, one, but I, yeah, I, I went into panic mode and basically I had to full, like fully sprint to catch back up. Um, and I thought I was going like 49, something like not very fast, but, um, yeah, like it's just, it's pretty incredible that I was, I watched the race back and I was like, God, like, how did I, like, I'm <laughs> so crazy. I didn't, I didn't like, you look like I was out of the race the first 15 meters, you know? So I'm just really lucky to get in that final. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, like you said, the first 15 were like, oh no, watching it. And then it was like, oh wait, he's actually kind of catching back up. Like this isn't, you know, it's like, this isn't actually like a, a bad swim. It's just not kind of an off, you know, a, a bit of an off swim, um, yeah. aside from that start. So yeah. And then, and then the final, like you said, once you hit the start, you were kind of able to relax. Was it, um, relieving being in lane eight and kind of, you know, after that semifinal experience, um, just being like, I've got nothing to lose here. I think I've got more in the tank. Um, and then, you know, being in lane eight, you can kind of just focus on yourself a little bit more. Yeah. I think that's, um, always like a goal in the preparation process, um, focusing on yourself and like really putting the blinders on in the ready room, like when you're walking out and really staying, staying dialed in, um, but it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, definitely experience to do that and like that type of level. And I was very like approaching the race. I was like, yeah, like people aren't, aren't expecting much from me, but like, I was really pretty angry about and like pissed off myself for like almost blowing that opportunity for me. So I was like, all right, like I'm going to go in that, go in the, go into that swim with some anger, but also just not putting up not putting any pressure on myself but just doing trying to do my best basically yeah uh again being out in lane eight were you able to see anyone else around you um because i think the you know in lanes uh six and seven you were pretty well ahead of them um so yeah were you, were you able to see anyone the whole race yeah so going out in that first 50 i could definitely tell that I was, I had a good, at the 50 mark, I knew I was ahead. Um, and then on the, I couldn't see much coming back because I was breathing to my right side and I couldn't, I couldn't see like the whole field. Um, so, but I, I saw my like peripheral vision that I was kind of like still ahead and I was like, all right, like I might have a good shot of actually winning this thing. And then um, I wa I've watched my race back multiple times and this is something I need, like I need to work and sit down with my coach about, but, um, my finish was not very good at all because like, do you know how on the YouTube videos now they'll have you, they'll show you like how many meters per second you're going, like how fast you're going when you're swimming. Yeah. So I'm going like, I think it was like 1.6 or 1 point or 1.86 or 1.87 meters per second, um, on the last 15 meters. And then I transitioned to my I put my head down and like transitioned to my like sprint stroke basically. And I lose so much speed and my finish is like awful there. So, and then I watched the video back and I'm winning till like 98 meters. And then obviously Chal Mercy comes home insanely fast, but um, definitely just so many takeaways 
and that race and that whole process just in itself. So I'm really excited to get back to the drawing board and improve on them and see what happens. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, obviously you get that redemption swim and you walk away with a silver medal. Uh, how, what, what was the reaction to that? I was pretty hyped up after that race. Um, I think it was just cool. Like seeing that, that journey, it took me just to make it into that final. Um, but also just like the path that I've been on the past few months. Um, I think that's, I think I've proved a lot to myself and a lot to other people, but I was just really happy that I could perform at my best and represent team USA at that level. Um, and make my family proud, my uh, my country proud, and my my team, college team proud. So just really grateful in that moment. Yeah, did I, you know you were forty seven thirty one to win that silver medal? Did you have a goal time at all for yourself uh, during this season, or you know coming into that meet, or at it really at any point in this long course season? Yeah, so. Before trials, I just wanted to go 47, like 47, like nine or 47, anything, because I knew that's that was definitely within my capabilities. Um, and then after after trials, um, not people, not too many people know this, but my prelim swim, I was 47.7 and my goggles filled up the water. So it was not a really good race. So I was like, I, I told myself, like, you know, there's more time for time drop in there for you like um and i knew i could i could go 47.5 like that was the new goal going in the world it's like 47.5 that's the new goal that's the realistic goal you can do but i think it's very important um that i don't put like you can people like i can have a goal time but don't get that confused with like or me putting a limit on myself for anything you know so i knew that that there was a goal but i knew that there, that could surpass that goal too, you know? Um, and that was kind of cool seeing, seeing that happen and making like, just proving that to myself that I had a lot more in there. Um, and it's just all cool to see and see unfold. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hear more and more swimmers using that kind of language, you know, not, not wanting to put limits on themselves and, uh, like you said, having a goal, but, but not confusing that with a limitation. And I really appreciate, uh, that becoming more of a common trend because, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I think often in the past people would associate a goal with like a ceiling and, yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's great to not give yourself those ceilings or, or limitations and say, well, I'd like to be here, but you know, who knows, maybe, maybe I can be even better. Yep, um, exactly. Yeah. And so then heading into the 50, you know, again, similar to trials, you, you have a good hundred freestyle. Um, you, you kind of meet a goal. You, you made the team in trials. Um, you, you meddled, you meet, you made the final at world champs and then ended up meddling. Um, so how are you feeling heading into that 50 free again, knowing, um, I guess just, you know, with, with the field that you had in that final, um, just so many, so many heavy hitters internationally who were some of which who are a lot more focused on that shorter event. Yeah. So 
after that, the 100 free that night, I remember the 50 free prelims of the next morning. So I had to do, I had to try really hard to just kind of bring myself back to the moment and back to my process and like staying prepared for the next, trying to be prepared for the next morning. Um, I was still pretty amped up that night after, after like finishing or getting out of that the facility. Um, but ate dinner, tried to relax. Um, I think I didn't sleep till like two or three, 3 a.m. that night, just because I had so much adrenaline run, running through my body and so much caffeine, just, just still amped up, you know. But um, I just wanted to get past that prelim swim and just get in the semifinal. And then I could take some time to like look back and just reflect on, reflect on what happened. Um, but also just it was really cool coming in and just I had really no pressure for myself and no expectations for that 53. Um, and I think that helped me a lot. Just like, I didn't drop that much time, but I was able to, to race and do well in each in the prelim semifinal and final. Um, and as you said, like there are, there are the guys out there that do that strictly train just for the 50 in that shorter event. And I knew that um, Cam McAvoy, he would be, like going into the final, I knew that Kim McAvoy, he'd be the strong favorite. And he's most likely gonna go 21 low again, as he did in the semifinal and in prelim swim. Um and I knew that like the second place and third place were kind of like up for grabs, you know, it's 53, you never know what's gonna happen. Um so I was just really happy to get my hand on the wall on for second place. Um and it was also just really fun racing those guys because you know, the 53 is really fun. It's, I, I go in, I go in there with no, uh, like no nervousness or anything. It's just kind of getting up and getting going and seeing what happens. So. Yeah. Do you, I mean, obviously you got a little bit faster from prelims to semis to finals. Um, but do you think there was one of those, uh, race strategy and detail wise that you executed better than the others? And if so, how um i think that for my race strategy in that race what well, was just to get try to get a decent line off the dive and then stay shallow and then get up get up swimming as soon as you can because i'm faster above the water than i am below the water so um i think just the strategy is getting up shallow off the start and getting maybe taking like two cycles before the 15 meter mark and then getting get going um and then i knew that i was gonna be slightly behind on that start just because you know those those guys have some of the best starts in the world and i'm just on my starts aren't that great uh not not yet obviously honestly but <laughs> we'll uh we'll get back to working on that um but i knew that i just i had to, i'm gonna have to come back and swim behind again like i did at at nationals and the prelim swim and semifinal swim. Um, and I couldn't really see where I was honestly in the race, but really surprised that I got second and surprised that, um, with my time and just really happy. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, to, to close the meet, you got to anchor the, that 400 medley relay, um, with two Cal teammates, and two New Jersey swimmers. Uh, it, was, it was just kind of a cool relay. Um, 
And I mean, you guys were exceedingly dominant. It was a championship record. You won by nearly two seconds. Um, everyone threw down, you know, extremely solid splits. Um, what was, can you, can you give me the vibe in the ready room for, for team USA before that one? Yeah. So no one really, like no one really said it, but I think it was kind of expected for us on our, within our, like our relay members, like between Murph, Dare, Nick and myself, no one said it, but I think we were expecting to win. And like, I think we were like, we need, I think, I think it's like we all needed to win for team USA and, and for that relay, just because um, I think Murph said it the best, like swimming is a short memory sport and we're going to take this, our last swim from that race in the next 12 months. And I think it was really important for us to end that race or that meet with a gold medal for team USA. Um, and also it was one of my, it was my favorite race by far um, throughout the whole week, just cause it was with my Cal teammates and my guys from New Jersey. Um, it was just really cool ending the meet in that way. Um, and the ready room, it was pretty intense in that ready room before the race. Cause there was, so many like you never know what's going to happen in a relay you know so it's it's really important to stay like put your blinders on in that moment and try to stay in your process but it's pretty easy to be confident in that moment when you look to your to your like next to you and you see ryan murphy nick fink and dry rose like being on your relay team so it's pretty it was pretty awesome seeing that um and then watching it happen like i knew murph i knew everyone's gonna kill it but you know they gave me a really big lead going to my freestyle leg. And um, I think I could be, I could have been a little bit faster on that and get into that 47 mark, but um, really happy that I was able to just do my job in that relay and uh, bring home a gold for team USA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, it's, you know, all, it, it was pretty cool having, all four members of that relay medal in that their individual hundreds of, of that stroke, you know, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't think I can confidently say no, their team has this. Like, it seems like, uh, you know, it seems like it's going to go well for the U S which, which it did. Um, yeah. so that was, that was a great relay to watch and a great re- way to see the U S close out the meet. Um, I, I'm just kind of curious throughout the meet, as you said before, you know, Durden came to training camp, but he wasn't, he opted not to come to world champs. Um, did you have kind of a primary coach throughout the meet that you would touch base with or, you know, check in with uh, on site throughout the eight days? Yeah. So all the coaches are very supportive. Like they always ask if you needed anything or like if you needed like, like to do a cord in the in the water or needed to get a time or a split in practice or anything. But I the Cal group primarily worked with Chris Plum, who's from mm-hmm. uh Carmel Swim in Indiana. So he's really great, really helped us a lot. Um and he was always like always there for us whenever we needed him. I also worked with uh Coach Braden from NC State a lot. Um just it was really just awesome learning from all these different coaches because I you see him around deck at the on these college meets but you never you obviously there's like a level of respect you know as like as like different teams but it's very cool learning from them being on the same same side as them you know and it goes with the teammates too because it's very 
the vibe is very different at like college meets in the past i feel like but now i'm like i'm gonna go back and these college meets and see like these competitors but like i'm very i'm pretty close with all of them now you know so it's kind of cool how it all works out and how like the swim community is built around so it's very cool yeah as as someone who you know is, is supposed to be as unbiased as possible it's seeing these international teams form is always cool as as an outsider just because you have all these different people from different states and teams and club programs and college programs coming together and and getting to collaborate and work together and you know it's like Chris Plum gets to coach the Cal guys and seeing just seeing um yeah team ups like that and collaborations like that is is so cool and i mean to me that's that's great for our sport just as a whole and and for for team USA you know moving forward um so that's it, it's cool to hear that you're um, not only working with these different coaches, but learning from them and learning from the different teammates as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so just kind of looking back on your season as a whole, you know, from, from NCAA to uh, this long course season, you know, something that I think Dave Marsh said at one point was um, you were one person who, who was just doing a lot of extra things throughout the season. You'd, you'd stay after practice. You were, you know, you were putting a lot of time into your craft. Um, and I think it, we, we see that, um, fairly commonly in, in a sophomore season of college, you know, you kind of have a year of experience under your belt to, to get to know the landscape and to adjust. And I mean, being a freshman in college is just a big adjustment, whether you're an athlete or not, but, Mm -hmm. um, from your perspective, you know, what do you feel like, um, (laughs) <laughs> were you, were you doing those things? You know, what, what were you doing to hone your craft and, and to, to get to that next level that maybe you had gotten a taste of your freshman season? Yeah. So after, uh, my freshman season in that, that summer, um, I was pretty unsatisfied with my performance the past year. And I just wanted to just approach the next year differently um with a different mindset um but also just really work on like, the details and practice every day um i knew that i needed to there was something that needed to change in my mindset because last my freshman year i was i wasn't that great in shape and i was trying to convince myself that like i'm in really good shape and i'm training really well um and my diet's good but diet wasn't good. I wasn't training my best and I wasn't really in shape and I was kind of just lying to myself, but, um, I was just pretty like angry after my freshman year. And I carried that like kind of anger into practice for the first like few months in that fall, just like, I I knew that I was like at, on Cal, at Cal for a reason. Um, but I just didn't want to have another, another season of disappointment. Um, after like each swim basically and um like my training sessions were really well but i did stay after practice a lot to work on um my turn starts and just extra extra drill work in my stroke um i think i was talking with uh marsh about this um but he was saying that he noticed that uh european championships last summer um that he noticed how david popovich he how like much he's in the water and like how he's, I think he was talking with him and saying how 
he just wants to be like connection with water. And I think that that's really important for me. Um, just being like spending a lot of time in the water, not necessarily putting like all these yards in, but just being in the water, doing drill work, whether it be like specific drills or just floating around and sculling, you know? So I think that's helped me a lot. Um, but also, yeah, just putting in a lot of extra details every day and doing everything with some intention to get better, not just going through the motions, but going through each, each practice, going into each practice, thinking, what do I need to do at this practice to achieve whatever goals I have? Yeah, that's, that's great insight. And thank you for sharing just because it, it does seem like you've, re- you reached a next level uh, this year and it's been, it's been great to see as a spectator. Um, yeah. so yeah, congrats on a great season. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how much you like to, to, you know, reflect on this, but it's like your first champion world champs, you won, you won five medals and you won a, a in your world champion. Like how, how, how has that sat with you these last couple of weeks? Um, kind of weird to think about, like, I still haven't really processed. I don't think I've processed it really, but, um, like, I guess it is, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, I guess. Um, like, I don't like talking about it too much. I don't know why I just, I don't, I get like uncomfortable talking about it, but like, I guess it's pretty cool to, uh, to like look back and look, look what I did in my first world championships. So I, I won't press it anymore. If it uh, makes you uncomfortable, I understand, but you know, just again, congrats. Uh, thanks for taking the time to sit down and chat. Jack, it's always great catching up with you. Um, any any parting thoughts before we sign off today? Um, just excited to see what's in store for the next 12 months and a couple of years. So really excited for the future. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.